0: Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 14th of September and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1715 and we travel to France, where the Benedictine monk and cellar master, Dom Pierre Perignon, died today at the age of 77. He did not invent the sparkling white wine known as champagne, as popular mythology supposes but he did make important contributions to the production and the quality of Champagne wine in an era when the region's wines were predominantly still red. The importance of his work is acknowledged by the winery Moet & Chandon, who name their most famous Champagne, Dom Perignon, in his memory. Moet & Chandon holds a royal warrant as supplier of Champagne to Britain's Queen Elizabeth II. And Dom Perignon is a vintage champagne, meaning that it is only made in the best years, and all the grapes used to make the wine are harvested in the same year. Most champagnes are non-vintage, meaning that they're made from grapes harvested in various years. Pierre Prénon was born in the town of St Menehold in the province of Champagne and he was the youngest of the parents' seven children. His father's family owned several vineyards in the region but it was often the custom that the youngest child of big families would enter religious life. He was educated by Benedictines and then Jesuits and when he was 17 he entered the Benedictine order near the town of Verdun, at the Abbey of Saint-Van. Leading monastery of the congregation of Saint van which was a reform movement to the Benedictines. And Pierre followed a regimen of prayer, study, and manual labours prescribed in the rule of Saint Benedict. Pierre was moved to the Abbey Saint Pierre de Haute where he served as a cellarer for the rest of his life. At a time when the Abbey flourished and double the size of its vineyard holdings. And he dedicated his life to improving their product with the help of Dom Tier Ruinar, a noted scholar of the Abbey. The earliest evidence of vine, grapevine cultivation and wine making dates back 8,000 years, with some of the earliest domestication of grapevines in Georgia and Armenia. Knowledge of winemaking slowly spread over Europe as centuries passed. But viticulture started to flourish largely due to the monks of the medieval period. The Cistercians were the most prominent viticulturists of the Middle Ages, with Prendu given flexibility in selecting their crop and developing their own vineyard practice. However, in northern Europe, the weather and climate posed difficulties for grape cultivation, so certain species were selected that better suited the environment. Most vineyards grew white variety of grape, which were more resistant to the damp and the cold climate. And the concept of terroir emerged as wines from particular places and regions began to develop a reputation for uniqueness and the Cistercians developed the idea of pruning for quality over quantity. In Burgundy, the Cistercian monks developed the concept of crew vineyards as homogeneous pieces of land that consistently produced wines that were similar. And as Europe grew familiar with the art of winemaking, and knowledge spread from monastery to monastery, wine became a staple in the European diet. Mixed with water the alcohol content assisted in killing harmful bacteria and therefore wine frequently accompanied not only meals, but was used for health reasons as purification. In Pierre Prenon's era, the in-bottle re-fermentation, which is now used to give sparkling wine its sparkle, was an enormous problem for winemakers because when the weather cooled off in the autumn, fermentation would stop prematurely. And if the wine was bottled in this state, it could explode in the spring when the weather warmed up. Nearby bottles could be damaged if they exploded and there could be a chain reaction if they were stored closer together, which was a hazard both to the monks and to that year's production. Tom Perignon thus tried to avoid re-fermentation and he established a tradition that fine wine should only be made from Pinot Noir, a red grape, as he was not fond of the white grapes because of their tendency to enter re-fermentation. He aggressively pruned vines so that they would grow no higher than three feet and produce a smaller crop. He also made sure that harvesting would be done in cool and damp conditions, such as the early morning, with every precaution being taken to ensure that the grapes didn't bruise or break. Perignon wouldn't allow the grapes to be trodden, a common practice at the time, and he favoured the use of multiple presses to help minimise maceration of the juice and the skins. He was also an early advocate of winemaking using only natural processes, without the addition of foreign substances. And when he died today in 1715, as a sign of honour and respect, he was buried in a section of the Abbey, a cemetery traditionally reserved only for abbots. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the supposedly miraculous painting of St Dominic in Calabria, Italy. To make our archive easy to access, we start to group our podcast into themes. So if you visit www.pogp.net, the second group called Literature is going up this week. From Milton to Barrett Brown. If you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod at gmail.com. And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.